Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? What's up, guys? So I just want to remind you about the ways you can follow me. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm Dr. Delvina at Dr. D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A. I no longer have a Dr. Delvina Twitter or a Dr. Delvina Facebook professional page. Both of those were unpublished. Um, I won't get into the details of that, but... um, Instead of following Dr. Delvina on Twitter, follow the office Twitter page, which is, which is DRT Brain Love, DRT Brain Love, B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E, DRT as in Dr. T, DRT. And on Facebook, you can follow the Brain Love podcast. And of course, if you are not following me on Instagram, follow me at Dr. Delvina. And my website is Dr. Delvina, Dr. Shorten, Dr. And then Delvina, D as in Delta, E L V as in Victor, E N A dot help, H E L P. As in help me, help me, Dr. Delvina. And um, tell your friends, tell everybody about the Brain Love podcast. Please subscribe. Subscribe either on Pandora, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. If you're on Anchor, Subscribe on Anchor. Show me some love, y'all. Show me some love. That's right. So we're here in Hollywood, and the topic tonight is the legacy of Kevin Samuels. Ooh. So, you know, I started that way because Kevin Samuels was considered to be controversial, very polarizing, and angry. What I noticed on my post regarding tonight's event there were a lot of pissed off people about the event. Pissed off about what? Too soon? Well, no, not too soon. They were pissed off that we're discussing Kevin Samuels, that we're talking about this gentleman. It's almost like they feel he's not worthy of a discussion. And, you know, so before when you called me, and I'm like, why are we talking about this? But he does have fans, friends, and foes. Uh, My daughter is a fan. Uh, and so I never listened to Kevin Samuels. The only thing that I saw was what people posted on Instagram, the clickbait post. So I did not know about all of the things he was doing before when the focus was on men. And then all of a sudden it turned to women. I don't know if he decided to just be more aggressive to get attention. I have no idea. So I made sure that I listened to some of the episodes. And I pretty much agreed with everything he said. Uh, I'm a direct person. I don't agree with his delivery. I don't agree with making a point to talk to specifically black women like that on a social media platform where millions of people are watching, but they called in. They they signed up for it. So it's a double-edged sword. So I'm excited to be in the peanut gallery, the barbecue chip gallery today, <laughs> you know? And we're going to find out who's a friend, who's a fan, and who's a foe. And I I don't have a dog in the fight because uh, his coins can affect my life. And so, therefore, I'm just here to listen yes. and talk about some things. Absolutely. And so, I want you guys, I'm going to give this disclaimer. And the disclaimer is to keep your mind open 
As a mental health expert, as a mental health professional, I noticed that most people make a lot of automatic assumptions about people and not to sound cliche, but never judge a book by its cover. We really don't know Kevin Samuels. And that's what someone mentioned in one of the, the comments on one of my posts. So if you don't mind, last night we went live. Uh, two of the panelists who are, who are with me tonight were streaming in. Ms. Camille Banks-Lee, as well as Mr. 1950 last night, we were live. Thank you to the folks who joined us. Almost 300 people joined last night. And there were some interesting comments there, uh, comments about uh, money and career, how it doesn't make a woman more attractive. A fat, rich woman does not give any man erections, someone said. Someone also said that they, they didn't like the idea of a black man trying to hold black women accountable. Men need to... Pardon me, men need to hold themselves accountable. And so there were a lot of different comments. Here's some of the comments from some of my posts on the Brain Love podcast, which, by the way, there's a new episode every Sunday night. Just a little plug for that. So people said that he is a cash cow in death because we're having this discussion. Uh, you know, people, I guess there's not this notion that we can learn from, from one another and gain an understanding about a person by talking about it. So this one really struck me. This will be biased and not open-minded. It will be more of a demonizing doctrine instead of real argument and debate over the current and historical reality of relationships. If they are going to drag a dead man that can't defend himself, then I don't want it. Someone responded to Mr. Malik Porter who posted this and said, Malik Porter, you can literally tell by the headlines that they're likely to drive him, LOL. I used to be a journalist. This is why people like this fail. So that was interesting to me because I don't think I posted anything that suggested that I was going to drag Mr. Kevin Samuels. I actually have a lot of respect for this person. He was a very, uh, a very diligent, intelligent person and a very good businessman and was self-made. I want to show you guys just a little clip. Okay, so if anything, I think we can all agree that he was uh, a, an excellent business person. He was self-made. And when he died, he was a multimillionaire. This is called the legacy of Kevin Samuels because everyone has a legacy. So before I introduce my panel, I also want to show you guys there's always a beginning before there's an end. Oh, hail the beat. And we back with another episode of Big... Yeah, that ain't me. <laughs> Hey guys, Kevin. In today's video, I teach you how to apply fragrance for cooler months to get great projection. If you like these kind of videos, cool. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel, then turn on notification for our future video and live stream updates. Show your boys some love. Fall, winter time, cooler months are here. It's fashion and fragrance season. That's a great thing, but some of you guys are running into a big problem. You love your freshies, you love your citruses, you love Okay, so that was just a small clip. I bet a lot of you did not know that Kevin Samuels actually had a different type of career and online presence prior to becoming this super guru who was 
a former image consultant, as well as a self-proclaimed relationship expert. So let's get into the panel, guys. You see that I've been joined by two gentlemen here. We still have Ms. Ingrid B. back here, but of course, ladies first. So I have to add, hey, to the stream, this is Camille Banks-Lee. She is from Money Earning Mount Vernon. I knew I was going to mess that up. <laughs> Money Earning Mount Vernon. There's no G. Money Earning. Yes. yes. <laughs> she is a licensed psychotherapist in private practice and helps people take off their masks, break down walls, feel their pain, and work through difficult transitions. She is a mom of three and celebrating her 22nd wedding anniversary tomorrow. Happy early anniversary to you. That's thank awesome. you. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Yes. Now I will add to the stream. So Camille is out of New York. Like I said, guys, what we have, here, who we have here is Mr. Akeem Powell. Yeah. He is coming here from California. He is the last traditional man on the planet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he is mm -hmm. the last traditional man on the planet. He's a masculinity coach, mm -hmm. coach, dating coach, and a major influencer. It is. You know you'll have to explain what you mean by masculinity coach, right? Oh, well, well, if you dealt with the men that I uh, communicate with on a regular basis, you would understand, but... I'm I'm saving lives out here. I'm helping these men uh, develop uh, certain man skills that they missed out on, you know, since they was born. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of lack out here, so uh, I'm helping the game. Y'all should y'all should appreciate that. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to my right, your left, guys. This is Titus Unlimited. He is a self-made entrepreneur, a wellness advocate, and a speaker, and runs several companies. One of which is unlimited supplements and he's also a natural supplements provider welcome to the show sir thank you for being here and we have to my left your right pastor marvin clark he is a hope dealer spiritual leader and motivator for positive change for humanity and life he is pastor marvin g clark the ceo and founder of change for you today welcome and so I had to read all that from my phone. These people just have so many accolades. I would never have memorized all of that. So let's get it popping. Ingrid. Yes. Ma'am, I'm going to give you the floor first. Do you have a question for these folks? A leading question. A leading question. Oh, dear. You know, I should have been thinking about that before. The leading question for me would be why? Kevin Samuels. Uh, what was it about him that made women think that he was the key to their dating lives? Was he presenting in a way that was attractive to them, that allowed them to be spoken to on social media in that way, which was, again, I'm not disagreeing with everything he was saying, I'm just wondering, you can't talk to me any which way. So I would have hung up on him probably before he got the chance. But what, why Kevin? What is it about him and his delivery? Uh, and why is that a thing for us to, to want that kind of energy and be a part of something that some people think is negative and some people think is positive? 
So, in other words, are you saying why did these women call in? My thing saying? is always going to be with the women. Like, if we if it's such a problem for the people who had a problem with it, why were we calling in? What is it that's lacking that we keep going to men to teach us how to be women? What what is that about? Love it, Camille. I'm bouncing that one your way. I was hoping you weren't going to say me first. Well, I'm going to tell you, he looked good. And I think I think a lot of times women want to hear from men because they're always with their girlfriends, right? We're often, and again, I'm going to speak in generalizations and stereotypes about some things, so bear with me. But women talk to other women all the time and they wanted a man's perspective. And as an image consultant, he always looked good. Glasses were together he had the music going it was very stylized i did listen so i was not a person on the sidelines in fact after a hard day i was curious and it was entertaining to me and i think that women wanted to find out what's the inside scoop what do men really want i think women think it's a mystery they want to know um how can they find someone and he seemed like he was giving the magic answers. So I'm going to let somebody else talk, but that's what I think. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. 1950, why were women calling in to a man to seek advisement? Well, I think, I think it was, I think what a lot of people miss out on is that, you know, if, if, if sons are not having fathers in the, in the household, neither are young daughters. And I think a lot of times, um, a strong man in his presence, um, the way he communicates, how he how he talks, um, you know, and, 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 and even what he was saying, I mean, he he, he did a masterful job in, at, at his communication, uh, whether we liked it or not. He delivered it. Um, and it was sometime it was uh, it was hard. Sometime it was, uh, you know, cool. Sometime it wasn't. But a lot of women, I think a lot of women in general, if you look at the, the national landscape of women in general, they seek validation from men anyway so i don't know why we why we wouldn't expect women to call a man to to ask them what what's acceptable from men in the dating market so that just seemed kind of logical for me okay ingrid uh, i mean yes but i i'm speaking from my point of view so i know that we have to be general so for me the question is because i have a lot of male friends and a father so i don't need to call into a show to get advice from a man. Um, and me personally, he would not have been the man that I would have called. What is attractive to some, like he says, is not attractive to others. He didn't float my boat. So I would not have called. But I also have a lot of my best friends are men. Okay. So you bring up a very valid point, and that point is fatherhood. And I think that's something that's missing in the Black community and a lot of the homes. Um, a lot of homes are missing that black leadership, that black role model. Um, women are a certain way when they don't have a father in their lives as are men. Um, and so, Mr. 1950, I've heard you mention that you are you're a masculinity coach. You haven't defined that yet, but I'm thinking it may have something to do with Maybe men who need some sort of guidance because they didn't have that guidance growing up, you assist them with that masculine guidance. Yeah. So a lot of times men that, that are raised by women, 
Um, it's a natural thing that they take over a lot of those uh, female traits. I mean, what they see is emotion from their mother or a lot of um, the way she delivers, the way she communicates, um, how she internalizes things. And a lot of men uh, move in that way. And they find when they get older in different situations, especially relationships, they're reminded that you can't move like this and be with a woman um, or a woman. Not not just a female, a woman, someone who's um, developed enough to be mature for a relationship. So a lot of times those men seek other men's advice, just like a mentor um, in different situations of life on how to develop certain skills as a man to be a, to become the leader, to be a leader with themselves first. It starts within um, how to develop, um, you know, the love for yourself, because a lot of times, you know, without a father. Uh, you really lose focus on the, on the love that you're supposed to have for yourself before you get into the market of dating. So, you know, a lot of times men look for other men, especially those who they have an image of a father, of a man that they feel like that they want to kind of emulate in a way. Um, they cling on to that person or, or they, um, you know, idolize that person. And, you know, that's how they start. And, and that's, and I think that's one of the biggest parts of how Kevin was successful because he drove that market and a lot of those men follow. So I have a video that I want to share, but before I do that, I want to turn to the clergy. Pastor. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 go ahead. I, sorry. I want to ask you about um, fathers in the home. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge. Um, you see this uh, pretty much in all different dynamics. Um, whether the, the, the African-American home is, is living in the zip code that works or the zip code that doesn't work. Um, but I'll say that I think for me, I think there's a challenge with, sometimes there's a father present, but there's no truth. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for Kevin Sanders, he spoke his truth. And I think that's what made him so powerful. Uh, you may not agree with it, you may not like it, but it's his truth. And anyone that stands on their truth it, it speaks volumes and it brings change and it erects people to say, hey, what's he talking about? And how is it that I can be a part of it? So um, there's challenges with homes and, and not having fathers. That's that's going to be sometimes an issue that we're just going to have to deal with. Um, we try to motivate men, encourage men to do their part. But we're living in a time where it's, it's really selfish. And um, so it is what it is, you know. But we we need to take up the role, I think, of acknowledging our truth and if you're if you're in a home where there's not a father i think if you acknowledge your truth even if it's a mother or an uncle or whatever the case is it it can bring about that change and hope for that individual um pastor you do a lot of relationship counseling you do family counseling do you feel comfortable in describing briefly for us what it looks like for you when you have um, a family in your office or a couple in your office and maybe one of those couples didn't have a father in their life or the family is there and maybe it's a father who was absent for a period of time. How does that affect the child or how does that affect the child and then who eventually becomes an adult? How does that manifest in their life? Yeah, there's there's certain roles. I think Mr. 1950 was kind of uh, alluding to it. There's certain things that you learn with having a father present in the home. And um, there's conversations that you have, there's mannerisms and things of that sort. And it it bridges the gap, you know, for lack of a better term, that uh, when you're out there in the streets or in the community or in school, there's kind of a notion like, okay, this person had someone 
that has influenced their life. We can use the simple example of, um, you know, standing up with a, a sense of pride. You know, that's something that your father tries to teach you or tries to, you try to emulate. And so I can speak from my own experience. I grew up um, without my father for many years and I had to find a way to uh, look for that, that, that support. And so it affected me when it came to me making decisions. Um, a man often says, this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna do it. And if it doesn't work out, I'm gonna own what I did and I'm gonna try to do something else. Um, but I found myself searching, looking, hoping and wishing to find answers. Um, and when I failed, I felt like, well, there's nothing else to do. So it, it does affect you. Um, the transition comes where you start asking yourself, what do you do now? And how do you make that transition for yourself to be the man that you probably didn't have uh, as an example in your life? But it is possible. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Pastor. So I am going to pull you, Mr. 1950 and, and Ms. Banks, I got to pull you guys off for a second. And we're going to transition to this video. Folks, please, you may have to listen in, intensely because uh, the young lady in the video, she doesn't have a mic, so you can't hear her that well. Mr. Samuels has a mic, you can hear him. Lima Charlie, loud and clear. So take a listen. Charlie? I supposed to settle for a uh, regular type dude. How tall are you? I am 5'3". Dress size? I am a medium. Dress size? Number? Um, a 10. How much did you weigh the last time you weighed yourself? One. Fifty-seven. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> First face out of the shower, just your natural face. On a scale from one to ten, what would you this rank your looks? My natural face. What? Okay. Fresh face out of the shower, your natural face. You can't use seven. What would you rank yourself? One to ten. A six. Okay. A six is right above average. A five is average, right? You're five foot three, a hundred. Dress size ten, so that's. Above average weight, five foot three, you should be roughly dress size four, four, six, 125 pounds. Even if I believe you're 157, 160, you're almost 33 pounds, 33% over your ideal target weight. I and you have, listen, listen, listen. If you're, if you're average to cute looking, if you're below average health from a weight standpoint, and you have two children. Overall, does that make you below average, average, or above average? Factor all those things in together. Average. So why should you get anything over? Then why should you get above average? What do you mean settle for? You should and get I what see, you are. I see, I see millionaires with average women all the time. They don't have big chest tattoos either. And two other kids. Man, no, I'm just saying, I okay, I want to, no, no, I mean, let's be honest, let's be honest. Why should an average woman say she's settling for an average? Okay. So let's analyze that video. Yeah. I want to, okay. Seems like the truth to me. Look, look factual. 
Okay, give me a second. I know it's just a snippet. And actually, there was a comment here. Thank you to the folks on YouTube who are joining us tonight. I'm so, uh, so grateful that you showed up and you guys are commenting and posting. And I want to share this comment from Mike Jack, who actually watched 10 plus of his shows in full from beginning to end and not just small clips taken out of context. Who here? I, have, I, I, have, I have. I have. Okay. So you've watched more than 10 shows, Mr. 1950, Camille. I, I, was, I was watching him when he was, yeah, when he was doing uh, Cologne uh, ads. I'm going to be clear. It's entertaining. It's like if you watch yeah. Housewives, none of those women are often housewives. I think there's maybe a one woman that is a housewife. But the point is, it was entertaining to me. If you didn't like it, you turned a channel. Like again, I mean, one one second. Yeah. Have you seen more than ten shows? Yes, I have. And what did you think of the shows? Well, more so than what I thought of the shows, I actually knew the man personally, so I think I stand differently from most people. Oh, so Titus knows Kevin personally. Do either? Do you know him personally? I do, not. do you know him personally? I, do. I don't know him personally. Do you, Camille? No. Did not. Nineteen fifty. All right, so we have an asset here. We have someone who knew Mr. Samuels personally. Is it okay if we table table that, Titus? No, fine. Okay, so um, now let's talk about that video. Let's break it down. I know it was only two minutes. <coughs> However, mental health experts exist because of what you just saw in that video. For all the people out there who complained about Kevin Samuels, all the women who complained about Kevin Samuels, our counterparts, the women, called in. They called in to this man and engaged him with what, what someone calls the fuckery. Because that was a lot of fuckery. I'm just calling it like it is. So for me, one of the things I noticed, you know, as a, um, a mental health expert, a psychoanalyst, you can tell when someone is lying. Camille, you know when someone is lying, right? For sure, for sure. There was a lot of lying occurring in that video. And Kevin knew it, but he took it easy on her. He didn't call her out. That's right. What? I'm, not, I'm not a mental health expert. I know she's <laughs> Them titties alone. Like, stop playing. Stop playing. So I noticed he asked her her dress size. She said medium. She said, she said she was a 10. Yeah, she said she was a 10. No, she said medium initially. Maybe at the bottom. I'm not even a medium. She said medium, and he said, no, ma'am, give me a give me a number. And she said, uh, 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 mm, uh, 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 a 10. A 10. No, ma'am. Okay. So you call into the show for advice. You want an above average man. And in the end, after you hash it out with Kevin Samuels, it's determined and you agree that you're an average woman. And he says to you, you're average. Why do you want someone who's above average? You should have someone who's congruent, right? Yeah. You should have somebody that likes you. Okay. I mean, but, I but that's not that's not the issue with the women who were calling in. The issue who were with the women who were calling in is they wanted people to like them. Who Kevin stated perhaps the people they wanted to like them 
they weren't qualified to have those folks liking them. You ever seen that meme? You love someone who doesn't love you back, but there's someone else who loves you and you don't love them back. So I'm paraphrasing mm -hmm. something like that. I think my issue with him, is, like for instance, just with the her being overweight. Now clearly she was overweight, but what he was basing it on, like, what are you basing this this unattractiveness on? Because black women are not shaped like the women that they're basing obesity on. I'm the type of person I'm quick to tell you when people are like, oh, you're not fat. Yes, I am. I am definitely almost morbidly obese. You know what I'm saying? Um, so anybody bigger than me is definitely more than legal beast. But as black women, you know, you gotta you gotta look at the whole body to determine how out of shape or unacceptable they are. And then there are men that don't want you unless you're 300 pounds. So you know, yeah, it's, it's that's not the norm. That's not the norm, though. And see, like that's where I think we need to understand. Like health health matters. And I think what, what he was promoting was, was great health, regardless of what we feel like we look, how we carry ourselves as black people. We know why diabetes and high blood pressure is killing our community with heart attacks. And, and we're dying at a young age because we're, we're overweight. And a lot of it has to do with our diet, but also our mindset. We're believing that because we are in community of, oh, we, we're the best at everything. We carry ourselves no matter what size we are and be great at it. We're gonna we're gonna find a way to, to to make it beauty. But but he was pointing out factual things. And the thing was is that if you if you have a black man, yeah, if we if we stay in a race, a lot of black men do like women with some curves, but a lot of black men, a whole lot of black men like women with curves that are healthy. And if you go outside the race, you're going to find a lot more men that want a lot more healthier women than black men do. And I, and I'm just, I'm just speaking in general, but I'm just saying that we have to acknowledge that a lot of things he were talking about when it becomes to weight, that, that, that was a factual thing. We may not want to hear it because we don't want to address the, the big deal. I, I like, I like women with some meat on them. So, you know, I know what that comes with. That. And, and health is a factor. But with black women, just women in general, we can't just throw numbers out because body type is important, right? It, it just is what it is. And then for all these high value men, what y'all looking like is what I want to know. Yeah, but, but we're not visual. You, you women are not really visual creatures, though. We're, we're visual creatures. No, you are. But I'm just saying that the general, the general, the, the general, the general population, the general population of women. And I and I'm and I'm you know I'm a handsome gentleman, so I don't I don't have problems. But what I will tell you is there is a lot of women. If you treat them well, if you're very nice to them, they they get blinded by a lot of things, and a lot of it is looks. It could be a guy who's out of shape and all. I'm telling you, women will go for it. When you see flavor, how many baby how many babies the flavor flay guy right now? How many babies he got? So so. Oh, so now we're going to now no, we want to exclude those. No, we, we can't accept those in the women community. Maury Povich got a lot of women. Okay, so let me just take a time out here because Emotep Abdullah L posted a comment. He posted a couple of comments here. Tell. What is wrong with what Kevin is saying? He is bringing her into reality out of her delusion. 
Then he goes on to say, you cut the video short, and this is why Kevin has been so widely misunderstood. Imhotep just wants to talk, because everybody here agreed with him. Okay, and so the, the, he just the, wants point, to talk. the point I'm making is this. There are several people on social media who are automatic assumers. And that's the problem that we have, and that's the problem that Kevin Samuels, part of his legacy is going to be challenged because people are automatic assumption makers. You just assume because I cut the video short that I had something negative to say. And that's what I've seen on the commentary on social media about the post promoting tonight's discussion. Everyone assumed that this was going to be a negative dialogue. No, we understand as mental health experts and everything that all of us do here on this panel, that for every behavior, there's thoughts and emotions behind those behaviors. And understanding those things helps you to live and be a healthier person. Kevin Samuels and the interactions that occurred with women and the reason why these women called in, and we didn't even talk about the men yet, because he started out, you know, for how many years, Titus? Uh, five years. For the first five years of his um, online career, he was uh, an, an image consultant for men. He worked with men for five years. So tell me, Titus, what happened after those five years? How did that transition occur from being just completely committed to talking with men and being an image consultant for men to going into this sort of relationship expert? Well, it basically happened one time when somebody called in and his comments to them went viral. It's pretty much akin to what we just saw, a woman that was calling in that was clearly delusional about who she was and what her position in life and what she could demand. And he kind of made it apparently very abundantly clear to her by pointing out, you can't demand that because that is not what you qualify for. That went viral. And on social media, you don't control who follows you. You don't control who calls your show. And more and more women started to follow and call the show. And so that's why they thought that his show was about women. No, it wasn't about women. It's just that women call more and women comment more. And women want to be heard more. That's all. So he didn't make the shift. People calling in forced the shift. Last I checked, he never paid anyone to call him. Mm -hmm. Right? They called for free. Okay? So, you know, um, and speaking of delusion. There's a lot of people in our community that are delusional. Oh, yeah. The BMI chart is not that wrong. Mm -hmm. It is not that wrong. The BMI chart is off maybe 10 pounds accounting for muscle mass. I'll give you an example. I'm a health and wellness expert myself or advocate. Let's say that. All right. And I had a young lady call me five foot eight currently weighing 285 pounds. And she told me that her trainer told her, but you're solid. I said, okay. So when you were 30, you weighed 160 pounds. And per the BMI chart, you know, I always tell people, nobody, everybody's not going to be a size two. Everybody's not going to have a six pack. And if you're 10 pounds or so over, you know, we can account for muscle mass, we can account for genetics, we can account for you know, endowment, all those things like that. So that's cool. So 160, let's assume you're at your sweet spot. I said, so now over the last 20 years, you've gone from 160 pounds to 285 pounds 
and you're telling me that that is solid, right? She said, yes, it's solid. I said, okay, cool. I'm six foot one. I'm 203 pounds. So you're telling me that even though you're four inches shorter than me, you are more muscular than I am, and you gained 120 pounds of muscle. When I put it that way, the delusion had to go away. So what happens, what Kevin was doing, and what he did is he sometimes harsh, right? Like I said, cool guy, but there's some of the things I didn't agree with, like, you know, the sound effects and stuff like that. But you also understand that was for entertainment purposes. All right. Now, would I have done that? No. But at the same time, he wasn't wrong. In order to be able to help someone, you have to get rid of delusion. I always say this. Before the truth can set you free, you first have to get rid of the lie that's holding you hostage. And the lie that holds a lot of us hostage, especially some of our women, is that they're infallible. Mm. Okay, that there's no flaws. You have to accept me as you are. And like I was talking the other day, you know, like accept me for me. No, this is not even who you are. This is just merely who you've allowed yourself to become. You've allowed yourself to become morbidly obese. You've allowed yourself to get into this delusion. And now in order for me to be the help, you have to bring you out of the delusion, show you where you are, and then you can receive the information. And some people unfortunately do it harsher than others, right? And, but my mother always told me, forget how someone said it, forget the day they said it, forget the mood you were in. The first question you should ask when you hear something, especially if something touches a corner with you, is it true? Well, if it's true, then all the other stuff doesn't matter. And the reason why people called in simply to Kevin Samuel's show is because he struck a chord because you know what? It was true. It was true. You may not like how it was said, but that's neither here nor there. The problem is no one was saying it, okay? No one was saying it. Everybody tiptoes around it, okay? No one is saying it. Look at the black community in our, in, in our, in our structure right now, right? In 1960, the single mother rate in the black community was 3%, okay? In 1970, it went to 36 in 1980, it was 51. And now they're saying it's 67, which I believe is very generous. I believe it's more like I thought it was like 70, 73 right now per uh, black demographic. Okay, but yeah. why is that? Yeah. No one's addressing that. Everybody wants to tiptoe around it, okay? And, and my only question is, when did one set of people become so perfect and the other set becomes so flawed. Because last I checked, when you have discourse, right, there's always two parties. And you cannot continuously be that delusional to blame one side. And yes, he did hold, he did hold a lot of men accountable. Like, you know, I, I, and I say it all the time, you, as a man, you want, you, you want a woman to submit? Well, what is she supposed to submit to, bro? What is it that you are, what is your value-added proposition? To make her follow your lead. What is your body of work? Are you consistent? Are you protective? Are you a provider? Are you someone that someone should want to take guidance from? You can't just, just walk in the room and say somebody should su- submit to you because you have a certain set of genitalia. Okay. I, I, would, I, would, I would ask the pastor. I know he's a pastor right there. 
We don't need a pastor to answer that. No, 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 I would, I would, I would ask the pastor. Oh yeah, we we gonna have to ask the pastor because I don't believe God had those kind of qualifications to submit in the Bible, right? What what what, what did he say in, in marriage? What's what's your question? In marriage, what did God say to the woman to submit? Was it marriage? It was marriage, correct? It was marriage, but it's, uh-huh. it's as my brother is saying, really and truly, it's in context. In other words, you, you can't follow someone that doesn't have the proof in the pudding. I agree. But where where in the Bible does it say these all these all these other I'm not saying that he's wrong. I'm not saying the brother's wrong. So let's, let's get that straight because I agree with him. But okay. what I'm trying to open up the discussion is is that a lot of men and a lot of men just believe because they're men that a woman is supposed to follow them. But what I'm saying to you is I know in the Bible, King James version, I don't know if you're a Christian or whatever, but I know as a pastor, you should know that God doesn't say, Oh, well, the God, the guy needs to have this type of uh, house. He needs to have this type of wisdom. He needs to. Have, it, it was never that it was just, this is what it is. This is how we go. It's your tradition, right? No, it wasn't. It wasn't tradition. It's context. It's okay. Educate so us. In, in other words, it, it, for someone to say, um, you know, you should be submissive to a man. Well, there has to be proof. In other words, you have to be upright. You have to be in context of being a provider, caring, um, showing that you are a leader. If that's the case, if women are just to, to, to follow any man, then we'd be in a whole lot of mess. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be a standard. And God is saying, if there's if there's a standard that's being followed, then you should follow suit. But if it's not there, then it shouldn't be entertained because that's an oxymoron. It's going left and right at the same time. That's good, brother. Okay, you know, I want to chime in real quick. Because this is a- I mean, I can open it up, but I didn't want to hog the, the stage. Go ahead. I want to chime in real quick because there's this one thing that I see that is constantly, constantly misrepresented about high-value man. Okay. Um, and this is a conversation that we had about what is value, okay? What exactly is value in a man? It's not just money. We, we talked about that, all right? You can have uh, 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 someone who is a, uh, a human trafficker, all right? Trafficking women, that's not value because he's a millionaire, all right? Um, this is a conversation that we had where I articulated and he agreed that a true gentleman, is one who puts more into the world than he takes out. Your value as a man, let's, let's be real, we're born as men, right? We have no inherent value. As a man, you're not worth anything when you're born. And that's a fact. We're just a basic $5 block of iron. And what it is that develops your value as a man is what you put into your block of iron. What you develop yourself to become to then be able to pour into your world, into your community, into the people around you, your family, and depending on that, that depends, that will dictate your level of value. And a high value man is not just about money. A high value man has to also be held in high regard by other men of value. That was the other part of the definition of high value man that he said that most people skipped. Okay? You can be a rapper putting out all this toxic music about degenerative behavior and you can have millions. He didn't consider you high value. Look at the people he followed. And he alluded to that. Okay. Look at the people he followed. All right. Not a single rapper or nothing like that. They got a lot of money. But that was not considered value. And we need to get away from that 
mischaracterization, mischaracterization of what his, what his what his meaning of value was. Just because you're six figure doesn't mean you're value. So okay. I have a question. So we're talking about him being a higher value man and representing that, whatever that means for whoever. He never did, that, he never he never classified himself as such. He said okay. he works with them. Okay. So if that is that is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And the beginning of the career was not as popular when he was talking to the men and having these healthy conversations. And then as soon as something trifling was said, or just, you know, knee-jerk reaction, it went viral. So we just went down that path. Now that path is towards the money. So we went towards the money. So did he contradict himself? Because now his legacy is these conversations as opposed to all the things that he poured in to so many people. Because he did. I, I, I watched some of them finally. I never watched them before. So watching some of them, it was like, yeah, this all makes sense. But then when you start seeing the money and the popularity and the power, did he go left and tarnish his own legacy in that? He didn't tarnish his legacy at all. People taking clips and posting snippets. They can't take clips and snippets of things he didn't say. Yeah, but guess what? If you cut out the first two sentences and cut out the last two sentences, you put everything out of context. So when somebody's having a conversation, if you're not going to post the entire conversation, you can't just post the most inflammatory part and then make that what he said. So is it his responsibility or anybody's responsibility to, to think about what they're saying before no, they say it? Not at all. Yeah, not no. at all. Especially not, not in, especially not an entertainer. No, you got to remember he. You got to remember he was in the in the area of entertainment too. Like the show would be boring if he. To be honest with you, I think a lot of people related to Kevin Samuels because he reminds you of the uncle in the, at the barbecue. Like we, well, let, let's just be honest with you. We don't play games around each other. No. And I don't know why we act like we 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 like like we don't talk about somebody. Black people talk about everybody. When you with somebody, you with your grandma, yeah. Y'all talking about somebody in the grocery store, that at the chicken spot, driving down the street. This is what it is. What I'm saying to you is he brought our culture, he brought our culture to YouTube. And what he did was he marketed it. At the end of, at the end of the day, them women called in. Hey, match energy with energy. When a woman call in, she gets to tripping at the barbecue. What do we do as, as men? We gonna get to tripping too. And at the, at the end of the day, he was just hilarious. It's not too many men that's going to be able to match a woman and be articulate in the same time and be hilarious. So you 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 gotta understand he had he had the angles and he had the mic. So well, that's what yeah, yeah, go but, ahead. But but so, so I, I got I, there's so many things and I'm I'm trying to prioritize what I think is important. But Kevin Samuels was not an expert on anything, he was not trying to be. He was absolutely opening up conversations. So I heard a lot, again, as a therapist, there's a lot of cognitive dissonance. People were off. They were mistaken. The BMI was created by a mathematician. Fact check. I've done research. I'm not going to do this, right? Men and women, it, it, it's actually inaccurate. Your whole self, right? So men should not be reduced to how much money they have. Women should not be reduced to how much their, their size, and only beauty standards. All of us are complex people, but the conversation around and what about making people say, right? Because the comments, the the pig sounds, and where it's, where it really sort of got debasing 
was making fun and when people started to feel like they were being made fun of. So I want to I want to just add. You can't, you can't call in then. And people, no, people, people still agree. go to the Apollo. They go to the Apollo. They know they can get booed. Like but they, that, they but come that's in. my point about him not being an expert because that's not. Oh, what okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. That's I not you. what happens. But he did encourage people to go to therapy. So my point was to be your whole full selves. I don't care if you have a six pack if you have a sick mind, right? Mm -hmm. So he was talking about more things and that like maybe you invest time in yourself, your health mm -hmm. and wellness. But when you, the very first thing that you want to talk about is how much I weigh and how many kids I have. I don't feel like you're necessarily, right? Because that that was very often how we knew he was going to set it off, right? Well, because he because he talked about the dating market. When you when you bring up the dating market, then you talk about visuals for a man. Absolutely. This is how we analyze you. We're going to look at you. Yeah, and, we're going women, to and, women, and women are also like, yeah. what are you dropping? What are you packing? Yeah, so but we choose. Both ways. Yeah, but, but we choose time. normally. But I'm we, just we normally choose the woman, though. We It's our choice for the woman normally. So we, we approach, we talk to, we discuss, we find out. And then something ain't right, then we out. A lot of times men don't leave the woman with the, the true education of why he's leaving. Because they don't want no problems or they don't want no, no drama. They just kind of walk away. But they'll tell their homeboys all of it. That's true. Right. Kevin well, is telling I, you on the spot. There, there's a couple <laughs> of men in here who are laughing because they're agreeing with Mr. 1950. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd like to answer Renee Timberlake Brown's question. She, she asked, does single mother stats include widows, divorced, or just out of wedlock? So the what? statistics no. that referenced. Divorce with babies. You, you, there's no problem with that, right? Widows, no problem with that. But, but if you're just having babies, just to have babies out here in this world, then we do judge you for your your choices. It's just, it's just, it's just like it, it's just like it, it's just like if I had a felony, right? If I had a felony on my record, you would judge me. If I told you I had a felony, you would take that in consideration on dating me or not. So let's not act like we don't do it to each other. So when we see kids out of wedlock, the choices. To the man that got the chick pregnant and left. That's yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. We're not sharing blame when I'm just meeting you because that's not. I'm not that man. If I'm just meeting you, we're not going to share blame with you and him. We're going to say you made the decision to sleep with him. You had the child. You and then got a whatever separated whatever, and now you're in my presence, and you expect for me just to accept the fact that you had bad decisions. That's just like me saying, "Hey, I robbed two corner stores." Three years ago, I just got out of the pen. I'm in a dating market now. You're going to judge me based on my decisions that I made. I'm not going to say, oh, well, I was poor at that time. So, you know, I'm going to share blame. You know, I don't really have no place to stay. You know, you're not going to care about none of those explanations. All you're caring about is the decision that I made. Okay. So we have about, less. we have less than 10 minutes left. We got to get ready to wrap it up there's a comment here women control access to sex men control access to marriage if i could just get a, a brief true or false from the panelists starting with mr titus do women control access to sex and men control access to marriage yeah you you agree yeah there's nothing that i don't think anyone can deny that okay camille what do you think that's facts Facts, she said. That's facts. You can come on this side if you can see. Facts, hundred percent. 
Okay, Pastor, agree or disagree? I, I think it, it really depends on the, 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 the individuals. I, I can tell you that if you are in a relationship and there's an understanding, um, then the woman will understand that you can't just hold uh, sex hostage. Pastor, I ask for a simple truth. So, okay, so the answer, the answer is, is, is false for me. Yeah. So women don't control access to sex. When I say that, I'm saying in the sense of they understand. So now you're letting me speak. So you said, <laughs> give you an answer. Now I'm saying in the sense of a, a woman that understands that when you are married. But okay, time out. Let's keep it simple. Let's not add in all those mitigating factors, right? Men control access to marriage. Women control access to sex. Well, okay. So yes. Yes, it's true. True. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to go with I mean, if you go the other way, then it's a forcing situation. We're not. No, it's not. Yes. No, it's not. Yeah, mine's is false. I think this. I think this statement is false. I'm sorry. Wait a minute, Mr. Knight. I, I in the dating, in the dating world, yes. And Mr. 1950, what were you saying? No, I think this is false. This is a false statement. I think. I think men control the access to sex, and also men control the access to marriage. Okay, that's just you being a masculinity coach. So Mr. 1950 said men control access to sex and they control access to marriage. Mm -hmm. So we control access to both. Yeah, we the reason why is because we create the narrative. Initiating. Yeah, we create the narrative. We create the narrative. We we are the hunters. Yeah, I think you're confusing the word access with the initiation. Well, well, conversation about this. Yes, men actually initiate the act, but the access. Unless you're trying to go to jail, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's why we decided you were gonna get it before you walked across. Nah. The no. so it, it, it's real. It's it's real funny. We want to talk about who decides. That's what you don't. No, see, see, see when you when you're when you're a man though when and, and I feel and this is this is what I'm gonna speak to the the for me. I can't speak for other men right here, but I'm gonna speak for me. Sex sex has never been a prize for me, so access to it has never been a problem for me because it's always been offered. I've all it's an it's an equal exchange. We're getting to know each other. You want me, I want you. It's an equal exchange. Whether or not you feel like it's a prize, that's when it becomes access. It's okay. not a prize. So, so Mr. Nineteen Fifty, I gotta throw the yellow flag like I threw it on the pastor. Tell him, tell him what simply put, simply put, no consideration of mitigating factors. Simply put, women control access to sex, men control access to marriage. I don't want to hear all the extra fluff. It's not fluff. You're giving me the fluff now. If, if, if you check a man, a, a, one of these men's DMs, it's thrown at you. It, 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 it is, it is, give, like, when are you available? See, this is what I'm saying. That is, is that access? Because it seems to me that I'm granting the access at that point. If a woman feels like, hey, we've been talking for three, four months now, and you haven't even touched me. You haven't even tried anything. What's going on? And see, this is where the access, <laughs> this is where the access is, right? She wants you to be like everyone else. I'm not that guy. You see, listen, here's what we can't do. We cannot get overly macho about it. I don't she's think it's macho. Access. It is her property uh, that she's allowing you to enter. Now, you may ask so, to enter. You may be worthy of entering. You may have put yourself in a position where she is telling you, hey, you can enter, but at day's end, right, she is granting you access to it. Even if she hands you the key, she is giving you access to it, and she can easily say, no, 
And if so let me ask you, so let me ask you this, brother. If you go against that word no, then now you've entered into a whole other area of what? So, so let me ask you this, brother. Yes. It doesn't matter. Men, how men, 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 don't have a, men don't have our own key? We don't have our own access? You don't have a vagina, so no. You no, so, no so what you're saying, the vagina, so what you're saying is, is this is where we disagree. So what you're saying is the vagina is the prize. No, it's the prize. No. It, it is it, her, it's the, there's, there's a difference with, between being her prize and her property. Okay, well, I got, I got, I got property that she's trying to, uh, I got property also. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, I know what we're saying as men, but I don't think, I don't think, I think what we're saying is, is that, if she allows us access, that makes it access. But in the other hand, if I say I'm going to allow her to get some of this magic stick, is that's not access? That's not a key. There's a I lot of lonely women. There's a lot of lonely women. We value the penis. Yes, you are valued, sir. Okay, I, I'm just saying the the, the, the uh, I think it's fifty 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 value. I think the the access is uh I think you're overanalyzing. Oh, I didn't know my my bad I'm overanalyzing. I, I just yeah. wanted to just bring this up really quick. I know uh, I know you gotta go. But I want to bring this up really, really quick. I know the young lady, I forgot her name and I apologize. I don't, I don't like to I, I hate to forget people's names. I know it's disrespectful, but I apologize. So I know you brought up earlier that um, you know, it's a shared responsibility for the man and you know, with the child being born and all that. But when we talk about this subject, it's access, right? So again, we have to take accountability for the access you guys are giving these bums and losers for having these babies out of wedlock because at the end of the day, this is what transpires. The value of yourself goes down in the market based on the decisions that you were making at that moment. Yeah, that's all right. So I think the consensus is that we all agree women control access to sex and men control access to marriage. In the uh, in the umbrella sense of the right, yes, the umbrella yes. sense of the statement. But Mister Nineteen Fifty is right. There are you know there context. And thank you so much, Lamont, for that. Um, actually, I was in the preparatory stages of having an engagement with Kevin Samuels. May he rest in peace. And not because I'm looking for a man, but just to discuss relationships. However, so I want to talk about this before we get out of here. Okay. Quick question to you, Pastor. And this may seem silly to some folks, but can people pray your death away? People pray for good and they pray for bad. They pray for demise. They pray for ill will towards a person. There are such religions and beliefs as voodoo and casting mm-hmm. spells, and whether you believe in it or not, it exists. Mm-hmm. And from being in Clubhouse during the pandemic, from being on social media, it seemed like millions of women hated Kevin Samuels. And that's the other discussion, too, is how can we as a people, especially one of our own people, hate someone, someone so much that you are excited that they passed away or that they are dead? So, Pastor... I'm going to pull up a, a picture. Oh, gosh, let's see. My goodness. Pastor, if you would answer that question, can someone, is that a possibility? Yeah, I'll say it this way. The Bible says in Proverbs 19, I believe, that life and death is in the tongue. And so that is basically saying that you have to be careful what you say because what you say has power. Mm. Um, 
And so we talk about it, you know, in the real world, we say, you know, speak things into existence, so to speak. And uh, the Bible also says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So there's power in the tongue. Um, I can't sit here and say that they pray him into that situation, but I will say that they can pray or wish negativity on someone. Um, the good thing about that is that you have your own tongue. And what people speak and pray over you, you can also combat by praying it, uh, something over yourself. So, you know, to say if that's how he passed away, that's hard for me to say. But I will say that there is there is a, a power that comes from speaking things and it could affect us. Yes, you know, it, here's the thing um, where people who get to a certain place of enlightenment find comical. The fact that we're even asking whether or not God heard someone's prayers and killed Kevin. <laughs> you know. I get um, you, man. I, I, I agree. I mean, here's, here's the thing. So you're telling me that you're a God as opposed to going to the pediatric hospital where you have children stricken with cancer and saving them your god as opposed to ending slavery for 400 years didn't do that what he, he took the time to kill that son are you serious are we even the, 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 the idea of the question itself is exactly why our community is in the position that is in. Mm -hmm. And we're that here. we're even believing or willing to float that as a legitimate question. And we're here to analyze all of those things and ask the It questions. doesn't need analyzation. It's, it's, God, it, don't it, do it, that. it needs discussion because there are people who believe these things. And there are people, people, who also, say, people I, I, also believe Jim Jones. I definitely I, I agree. Wanna, I, we need some more respect. Like, so humanity. I, I definitely you know, agree with the doctor. People, people absolutely, in terms of humanity, believe a lot of distortions and all kinds of things, right? And manifesting and how he died and whether or not it deserved. You know, I don't think it's worth it because I came on really to be productive. And really what I want to see is people continuing to go to therapy, continuing to be healthy, continuing to to want to build bridges. Lots of the reasons why marriages are not currently, right? There are a lot of other factors that are societal factors as to why that we really can't talk about on this show as to why people are not continuing to get married and, and why the black family, I, I don't know if we need to go back to 1950s, but there's a lot more reason why yes. some of those things are at play that are not just because women are fat, lazy, and don't want to. No, it's, it's, it's men leadership. No, no. Yeah, so men, men, 90% of men are garbage right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me give the floor back. Real, real quick, because um, my half Haitian self, my father would be very perturbed if I did not let y'all know. In African spirituality, God does not, he don't even deal with all of this foolishness that we got going down here. Okay, God does not have anything. Nobody is going to pray to God and God is going to strike you down or show you favor. That is not how that works. In African spirituality, there's a communicator that talks between the spirits and the humans. And then, you know, so he can talk to God about these things. But all of this is Aesop's fables. All of this is your, your childhood stories. These are lessons. Mm -hmm. These are, this is not, nothing is cut and dry in the Bible. My father's a priest. 
He told me a long time ago. These are just these are just lessons to learn, like in your childhood books. This that is not how that works. So nobody's casting really anything on you in voodoo because probably it's going to come back on them before it goes on the other person. That's uh-huh. what African spirituality is about. Okay, and so so everyone understands and gets this. Bringing certain topics and certain um, line items to the table to discuss is because we need to communicate. People mm-hmm. need to hear what you just said, that that's bullshit. People need to hear what you just said, that God will not do that. And the reason why we have the problems in our community is because we don't allow the discussion to take place because we say how stupid it is and we don't allow the process to occur. We have to allow the process to occur so people gain a better understanding and can educate themselves. Before I go into the facts, and the facts are that heart disease is killing and has been killing black men, I want to end on that note because I want to ensure that all of my black folks know what they should be doing about their health, their physical health and their mental health. This discussion was about our mental health. There were a lot of things that we touched on in this hour, but we don't want to abandon the discussion about black men and heart disease. Before I do that, Mr. 1950, what were you about to say? Oh, okay. I don't want to turn it from what you were saying, but you know, I, no, I, tweeted, no, I, I tweeted earlier that, uh, you know, my sister's, my sister's really, you know, went at the wrong person. What they should be going at is individuals like Moy Povich that portrayed them in certain in certain ways. They they should be going after VH1's uh, writers and, and and people who put things together to make make my sisters believe that they're less than and and, and feed to the narrative of the stereotypes of all of them are loud and and, and 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 wild. And see, this is what this is what is called social engineering. My sisters have an obligation to attack the, the right people. When we, and so when I felt like they was coming at Kevin, they're coming at the wrong person. And I think they're harder on black men than they are the, the ones who are actually putting them in position to be oppressed and viewed negatively by others. They're going after the wrong people. And I think they need to step up and, and, and get after the right people. Okay. So we're going to end this on a positive note. Thank you everyone for weighing in. I want to give each and every person on the panel the last word or their last uh, comments, their last comments before we get out of here. Um, let's see. Let's start with you, Pastor. Any last words or last yeah, minutes? <clears throat> for sure. I think um, in a nutshell, what I really appreciate about Kevin Samuels is um, an acronym that I follow in my organization called Change for You. And it's C-H-A-N-G, the number four in the letter U. And it's an acronym that says choosing honestly allows new growth every day for you. And so I want everybody to entertain the idea of just being honest with yourself, you know, where you are, what your challenges are, and get the help you need so you can be a better version of yourself. Okay. Mr. 1950, any last comments, last words, last statements? Yeah, so I'm Mr. 1950. I'm the last traditional man on the planet. Um, I, you know, visit me, Mr1950.com. Um, I'm changing lives out here. Um, I also want to uh, give a shout out to you, and I, I appreciate the invite. It's always great to uh, come on the, your show, your platform. I got a lot of respect for what you do and how we and how we rock. And I and I and I love the uh, you know the dialogue between people who you know don't agree. And I think that's very important in our community for us not to agree, so we can talk about it, like you said. So those discussions matter. Um, get at me. I'm on YouTube, Mr. 1950. I do a show every Sunday with a group of men. Uh, we get out. Uh, we talk about everything in life. 
Um, and, and then also I do do channel. Uh, my channel does uh, talk about other things that's more pressing. But I will tell you, um, we need to make sure that we all stick together and understand that our importance of our community needs to be the focus instead of bashing each other. Respect. And before I turn it over to Camille, I apologize to Ernest Tuckett. He feels that you didn't have enough time to see. Uh, He's going to book a session. He's going to book a session. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You heard that, Ernest. You got to book a session. <laughs> so we had to, to share the platform. We had to share the mic with everyone here. So um, book a session with Camille. Let me pull up her information. Camille, do you have last words, last comments or statements you want to share? I, my biggest, his legacy is about us talking to each other about accountability and about, right, what do we need to do about mind, body, and spirit, right? It's your mind, your body, and your spirit that is what is making you a person of value and to keep our dialogue open. I, I've never talked more about male-female relationships and submission and and roles and what is the role of a woman and what is the role of a man before he started talking about it and i think that's healthy so and, and he's talking to women about if, if you know the size numbers was what bothered me because i didn't love that but if you right are healthy because it's not just that so mind body spirit that's what i want to say and thank you for the opportunity. I definitely think we should talk more on all these. Mr. 1950, lots of people want to talk to you about your, your, your views. I love it. Hey, I, I'm open to it. Whenever, if they want to smoke, just be ready for it. The truth. Follow him on Instagram, y'all, at Mr. MR1950. And thank you, folks, for your uh, positive comments here. I appreciate that. Um, Anger B. Right when my mother is commenting, okay. Is that your mother? Um, yes. <laughs> Shout out to mama. And Elena the Poet, thank you for joining us. Um, oh, yes. So, actually, Titus mentioned something earlier, so that will be my closing comment. His legacy could be that instead of doing these same conversations over and over again, that we start to understand the divide and conquer that was planned for us as Black people, as families. All of these things were on purpose, with a purpose. The reason that the statistics went up so much, there's reasons for that that have nothing to do with Black men and Black women and our weight and our size and our value. They have to do with people controlling when the man is in the house. All of this is on purpose. So I think my frustration is like, when I have these conversations with grown people with degrees and all of these things, I'm like, but y'all know that this has nothing to do with us. We keep buying into this Western foolishness, and it's a problem. If we know that they did those things, they put it on TV. We know, go watch Claudine. They put it on the television for us. We know what the problems are, and we go ahead and engage in the foolishness anyway and buy into this Western system of being a man and being a woman and what relationships look like, like that have nothing to do with us. They have nothing to do with us. And so I, hopefully that legacy will be that we stop having these conversations at such a abstract, foolishness, popular, but go to the base. Go and find out what the reason is for all this foolishness so we can fix it. Okay. And to Titus, 
Mr. Unlimited, who knew Kevin Samuels personally? Well, you know, um, what I would say is that I'm happy that the that the discussion happened. Um, what I would love to see, which would be in addition to his legacy, is that now the conversation elevates. Okay, let's forget about how it was said. Let's forget about you know your feelings being heard. Let's address the fact that that it was said and that a lot of it that was said, since we all agreed, was true. Now, what are we going to do about it? Okay, what are we going to do about it? Because you know, sometimes in life, our legacy is just to get a conversation started, light a fire. Okay, he lit the fire. So, what are we going to do about this? Okay, are we going to further the conversation? Since some people say they have a better way of placing it, well, let's place it then. Okay, but we do we do all admit that number one, I know his intentions were great, but guess what? Now. We can further the conversation. Now we can further the dialogue in the way that we see fit to bring about true change. Okay. And to your point, yes, you know, things are the way they are because it was by design. There was a thing that happened in 1960. Okay. It was purposeful. It was called the introduction of welfare, pushing the man out of the home. It was called also the end of segregation. Segregation didn't end because they, they, they were mad that they were treating black people bad. They were mad because the black wealth was trapped in the black community and wanted to get it over to their community. And guess what? We have bought into it. We continue to buy into it. We continue to celebrate the people who help them drag money from our community into communities that do not support us. So unless and until we address that and call the people who are skin folks but not kin folks out, guess what? We recycle it. Every show you see, every time you see a black man in a show, what is he doing? Selling drugs. Every time we make a, a, a song, what are we doing? We're selling drugs, we're shooting up the neighborhood, we're calling women out their name. Every time we see a young lady on TV, guess what she's doing? She's twerking. When we start calling these people out and saying, you don't represent us and so we will not support you. Because those are the people that are leading to the demise, okay? The people who would tell you that, anyway, like I said, I think Part it was two. a good start. <laughs> All right. Part two. It was a good start. Here <laughs> but you know what? I am, I am very appreciative of everyone here for having respect for not trying to drag a man that's dead. That's right. That's okay? not what we're doing. And that, is what is, that, that was one of my primary reasons for coming to the shore. And that's not happening. I'm glad I didn't happen. Oh my goodness. That is insulting to me. No, no, I, 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 I don't know everybody. I don't know everybody. But I was here to make sure that that didn't happen. I am a I, I was I was too, brother. <laughs> because I would speak up. I was too. I was too, man. I was here for that. I would never drag someone like Kevin Samuels. I actually respected what he was doing. And I respected it because he built a brand. He sure built did. a brand. He was self-made. He figured out the nuances. He figured out the tricks to the trade on social media, and he built a brand. We're all we're all on social media, and it's very challenging to do that. So I respected him. I didn't take to heart the things that he said to these women or about black women because if it don't apply, let it fly. It didn't apply to me. I didn't personalize it. 
And I think that's the lesson I want people to also embrace is that everyone's entitled to an opinion. It's like an asshole. Everyone has one. You've heard that before. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, your, their opinion. If it made you angry to the point of, you know, use of profanity, uh, posting things on social media about him, just uh, uh, being disgraceful towards him in his afterlife, after his transition. I think you should think about you and your motives and think about what is creating those behaviors. Why are you so angry? I think that we need more love in our heart. We need to be more, um, we need more camaraderie. We need to help one another. We have to support one another. And I think if there's more love and more positivity, we won't have these polarizing situations like what occurred with Kevin Samuels. And to my brothers out there, please go and see your doctor. Men are dying from myocardial infarctions, AKA heart attacks and brain attacks, strokes. And they're dying because they're not taking care of their blood pressure. That's one reason. And there's several other reasons, lack of activity, lack of exercise, unhealthy diets. There are many reasons why, but most of them can be prevented, but they can't be prevented if you don't go to your doctor. You have to go and see your primary care doctor. If you have a history of heart disease or if your family, if you know someone in your family has passed away or succumbed to a heart attack, go and see a cardiologist because you can, he can do tests and determine how healthy or not your heart is. So fellas, a lot of black men don't like going to the doctor. June is Men's Health Awareness Month. If you haven't had a physical in the last year, please go. The thing that affects men as they get older, besides blood pressure and possibly diabetes, those things can also lead to kidney disease, and these things can also affect you sexually. Oh, so, yeah, we can't, we, can't, we can't mess up the stroke. We got to go. Say that again, Mr. 19. We, we cannot mess up the stroke. We got to go. Um, yeah, no, you can't do that. That's so, right. Guys, have love. You heard me say brain love. We must have love for one another and we have to be more positive. So for the folks who have expressed happiness over the death of Kevin Samuels, to you, I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I, I pray for my enemies. I pray for everyone, right? Because none of us are perfect. Sure. All right, guys, with that, that has been the show. Thank you for coming on. And um, if you have not subscribed already to my YouTube channel, please subscribe. I also have a podcast every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Please subscribe to the podcast. Usually this Therapy Thursday is at 9 o'clock. Today it was at 8 o'clock. And if you're in South Florida, if you're in South Florida, please stop by English Brown Winery in Hollywood. Please stop by and show some love. And um, I put up all of the tags for everyone here. Please check out our pages. If you feel we're worthy, go there and follow. There's more content. Titus goes live like every day on Instagram and Facebook. And he's talking about healthy topics. Camille as well. She and I have done a couple of lives together. Anger B keeps the poetry action going here in South Florida in South Florida and the live music. She has an event coming up on Monday. Every Monday at Red Rooster, upstairs in the pool hall in the historic Overtown. Live music this Monday is Cuddling Linguistics Erotic Poetry. And on Wednesdays, we are in Sunrise 
uh, having poetry there. So on the B-side.com, on the B-side.com, follow me at MS Ingrid B. And thanks to everybody, all my people that tuned in. Thank you. Yeah. And Pastor. Can they come to the church? Oh, yeah. Come on down. <laughs> I, I, would, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't that right? This is 1950. <laughs> yeah, we, get, we get them in the church. We need to get them in the church, man. We need to get them right. back. That's right. All right, y'all. Yes, thank you so much. Yes. Everyone have a safe Memorial Day weekend. And also our prayers go out to the victims of these mass shootings. Guys, stay aware. Be vigilant. Be safe. See you soon. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe, reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs, know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations, limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership, own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.